everybody, welcome to another episode of the Court of Capes, where your favorite judges discuss, rate, and rank hero content. Guys, it's been a little bit of time since we have watched a show with a quote-unquote definitive hero. Right? So, this, because because oh. Kokios was before this. It's and before, been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. KP was probably the last. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. Okay. Yeah, yes. I, I would probably argue that Vi is a hero. Okay, yes. But yeah. you could also argue that she's not the main character. That yes, Jinx she's is the main not. Character. Jinx is the main character, and she is not a hero. Yeah. We just like them spicy people, you know? A little bit of... <laughs> we just like living in the gray. Literally just straight up. Oh, my word. <laughs> Which this show actually definitely dips into quite a bit. So, um, But anyways, yes, we are the Court of Capes where we discuss right and right hero content. Today we are talking about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Season 1. Episodes one through seven. Some things go down. But before we talk about that, let me introduce myself and my fellow judges, my fellow viewers of the wild things that happen in this batch of episodes. I am the darkness correspondent, the Scarlet Wizard, Judge Shelton. Alongside of me, we have the Supreme Overlord, the Conqueror, Judge Cooper. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting to be second. I, yeah. I haven't got, I, I'm, I'm doing some research for my stinger joke right now. So oh, come back okay. Come back. I respect that. All right, all right. Well, let's move on to the other judge who may be prepared. Your basic average girl and chaos bringer, Judge Brown. I'm gonna philosopher your stone. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was uncomfortable. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I was waiting so for. Let's a go. Good, I was waiting for a stinger. Cur I I have some for you, Curtis. If you want, you know, some quotes, you know, but. No, I got it. I got it. Oh, what well, we got? What well, we I'm got? Ready. I'm ready to go. Reintroduce me. Okay. The title. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing our other judge alongside of me, the Supreme Overlord, the Conqueror, Judge Cooper. Did you know that the Alchemist is one of Larry Boy's biggest foes? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not. <laughs> did you all watch the 2D animated hit series, limited release? <laughs> The Adventures of Larry Boy. Um, I looked for that online in the crevices of the internet, and I was <laughs> never able to find it. And I JC watched... was turned away. <laughs> Not accepted into I had the past. One, I had one VHS tape, and I loved it. Larry Boy versus the Angry Eyebrows. And it was amazing. So good. That's all, That's all I ever saw. I believe I owned all four. And uh, I think in the last one, like, two of the villains teamed up and was hyped. 
Oh, my word. But yeah, alchemy. Woo, we're like drawing circles and saying bad words to make bad things happen. Josh, tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay, so, yeah, bad things happen. <sighs> I I haven't seen it either, Curtis. I've only seen Bro. parts of Larry Boy. I saw, we got to review it. I saw well, the we got to do a Larry Boy in review. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Okay, so Larry Boy dealt with um, uh, was Larry Boy is it wasn't there a Larry Boy segment in the Madam Blueberry episode? No, but Larry Boy dealt with the rumor weed. Right, right. Yes, there were there were quite a few three D Larry Boy movies, aren't there? Yeah, but you're talking about a 2D one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I've never seen that. It's basically the most amazing superhero parody you've ever seen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. I gotta watch this. Like, It's really good. I really gotta watch this. I haven't this. seen it in like 15, 20 years, but it's really good. Oh. I can vouch for that quality. <laughs> vouch for that quality, yeah. It probably holds up. Larry Boy, Larry Boy never gets old. Larry boy. I love when they would sing it and they, like break out the choir like different vegetables just singing on random places. His theme song. Oh, so good. So good. All right. So we are talking about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I had mentioned some things in my pitch, my presentation. And I want to know when we're kind of done talking about this batch of episodes, how it holds up compared to the way I pitched it. Mm. So far. All right. Curtis with episode one, Full Metal Alchemist. We are a review podcast, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to review. Hit it. All right. So um, we live in a society <laughs> where there's alchemists. Um, that We don't really get into the atheism until, like, the, like the third episode, so I will save that for later. Yes. Um, but um, this first episode occurs, and unlike a lot of anime episodes, this first episode actually does have the opening theme in the opening. Because usually they wait to like play it at the end or like at the beginning of the second episode. Yes. But they, they start don't do that off. Here. Uh, and. Uh, are we wanting Boys, to go into thoughts? Ooh, ladies oh. and gentlemen, Ooh. I have a... I'm going to start off our Full Metal Alchemist review with a bold statement. Mm, okay, hit us, hit us. I'm ready. This is, this is me shooting from the cuff. I have not given much thought to this, but I feel it in my bones. My overlord Whoa. bones. Uh, this opening is the best song in... The Court of Cakes history. Oh, okay. I love this energy because honestly, Curtis, I love this intro this so intro much. Is triple S tier. Mm. Like, it's got the sock, it's got the heart, it's got the freaking breakdown in the middle that transitions between them. And by the end, you're like, let's freaking go. I'm crying, I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. Yes! Oh my gosh. And that was part of my pitch, too, that the intro would make you feel things. Ah! 
Love it. JC, JC, where you at? Where you at on this? I I apparently need to listen to it again. Oh! I, are you serious? It just didn't stand out to you? It did, did not, not at all. Oh, dude. I, I only skipped the intro once out of watching this whole batch. Listen to I, it about I, 20 more times and let your third eye open. I, I honestly skipped it most times. No. Oh, and that goodness. might be why. That might be why. Because sometimes music takes a while to grow on me, and I, I didn't give this one a chance. Oh, so man. I will, I will amend this. I will amend this. Well, somebody didn't to listen to my pitch and say how important this intro was, because I said this Josh. intro will make you feel things. Josh, your pitch was at like 3 a.m. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty late, but still. <laughs> but dead gummy, JC, this pitch, I mean, this this freaking intro is a banger through and through. There are only like two others that I think come close to the like intro in this. I was a much bigger fan on Demon Slayer than you guys were, I, or at least than <laughs> Curtis on, was. Yeah. Fat feed doesn't even come close to this. Okay. A- anyways. Close. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see a- what my a- thoughts a- are. Anyways, I like that team a lot. Demon Slayer, freaking amazing intro. All right. And we got, I mean, like Overlord, see, like their third intro. I think it was his third, right? That was really good. Uh, The third one was really good, yeah. Yes. I think. Yes. I was trying to remember which Overlord one was like really good. The first one's really good, too, and the yeah. fourth one, in my opinion, but you guys didn't like it as much. Correct. But, man, I tell you what. This intro, JC, you got to listen to it, man. Just sit down. Watch watch the scenes that go with it, because the scenes that go with it are so good. Gotcha. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. We will have a part two to this conversation. Yes. And All that's right. why, dear listeners, you have to come back for next week. There we go. There you go. All right. What else? Alright, so now that we've gotten that important business out, out of the way, we are introduced to uh, a bunch of characters, and um, this episode kind of starts in medias res. JC, you'll appreciate that term. Josh, I'm sure you know what that is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of things, where like we don't really know who, what everyone's backstory is, you kind of get hints, but uh, we are thrown into the action, and in that action they are tracking down the water alchemist yeah was he the ice alchemist Uh, well Um, he is both well he's both because he controls it's basically water like it's all it's any sort of water yeah he's the wet alchemist yeah Um, maybe he knows the answer to if water is wet it's not (laughs) (laughs) let's bring that debate back again (laughs) let's talk about whole deal I'll die on this hill. Yeah. <laughs> Open up the can of worms. Uh, Pandora's box, straight up. Alright, um, let's see. And he's a bad guy, um, but we're kind of given the hint that he is doing this for a maybe just to him reason, because apparently some war stuff went down in the past, and he's like, yeah, um, the government is whack, and I'm gonna overthrow the government. Overthrow the government. <laughs> Yeah. So he's basically a libertarian. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't trust no big government. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you. That's not my government. 
Um, so yeah, they're tracking, trying to track him down the whole time. We get introduced to by far the best character in FMA so far. Al, uh, let's see, Alex Louise Armstrong, <laughs> voiced by freaking all might. Yes, oh. he is. JC, JC, true or false? Oh. This is a JC ass character. <laughs> true enough. <laughs> did he even say I am here at one point? Yeah, yeah sure he that. did. So I mean, like he, he was—I mean, he was Armstrong before he was All Might, and like you know, Ar- yeah. Armstrong comes uh, first. 100%. Mm-hmm. Come on now, dang, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this character a lot. Like especially later on. Like initially, I was like, hmm, I'm not sure. He seemed cool, but I'm still skeptical. But then later on in a certain episode, I was like, oh, I like you a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean in the filler episode? <laughs> uh, my episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Curtis. All right. So he's awesome. He's punching things. Um, they're like, hey, Armstrong, you're going to destroy the whole city to keep punching things because... It, everybody's got a different kind of alchemy. If you're a state alchemist, state alchemists are like, um, let's see, how would I describe this? They are basically, oh, I was thinking about this. They, there was another like show of property that I was thinking they were just like those guys. Um, oh, they're literally like the Jedi pre-episode four. Oh, like, that's straight up exactly the same. Pretty good comparison, yeah. Kind of shady, pretty powerful. Everyone's like, oh. Yep, they got mystical powers, and everyone's like, oh, wow. Um, So they're tracking them down. We meet uh, Roy Mustang. And let me just say, character names in this show, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, they are. They really go through it with these like every, everyone's name. Everyone's name is just some random, like, American sounding name, followed by, like, freaking, like, turtle. You're like, look, look, look over there, it's old Jimmy Turtle. <laughs> and then we, we meet Hawkeye later, um, but she's cool. Um, let's see. So Roy Mustang is like one of the big head honcho um, alchemists, and he seems to like fire. And people seem pretty intimidated by him, and he seems to have seen some stuff in the war. And then the water alchemist goes to prison, and he kills all the guards, and he's talking to this one mysterious person that we have not heard back from yet, even after seven episodes in. And uh, he seemed like he had a little bit of chaotic energy. Mm. But uh, he was referred to as, I believe, the flame alchemist? Something like that. Mustang? Yeah. Not Mustang. The guy The guy in prison. What was oh, he? no. He Mustang like, is the like flame he? alchemist. Well, yeah, but the guy in prison, like, was also referred to as something similar. It's like the explosion alchemist or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it ends with them uh, taking down the, um, the water alchemist. And he's like, you all don't know what you're doing. I'm the good guy. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, oh, I forgot to mention, we're, we're introduced to the two main characters, <laughs> Edward, uh, Edward and Alphonse. And, um, Edward is a short dude who they talk about the fact that he's short a lot. 
And yeah. Alphonse, Alphonse is the second best character. I now open up the I now open up the floor for questions. Mm. All right, um, JC. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Curtis and both your guys is like, what are your guys' thoughts on alchemy as a practice? So it's basically turning one material into another material. Yes. Uh, or at least transmutation. One material into a different shape. Like some people can turn into a different right. material. Some people can only change the shape. I gotcha. Of that material. Yeah. The transmutation of an, of an item. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty cool. I, I like how it takes different forms and you can see different things happening. At yes. first, I was kind of confused because I wanted to see more. Like, I wanted to understand it more. Mm -hmm. But it seems like if there is an under, more understanding of it, it's going to happen over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just kind of come to terms with, you know, I'm just not going to know how any of these people are doing what they're doing, and that's just going to be okay. Yeah, like the the start of the of performing alchemy kind of is is a little difficult to understand because it looks like they're just putting their hands down on the ground or yeah, or just putting right. their hands together because um because Ed and like we see Ed we see Ed do things without the summoning circle and you're like well, why why is he just doing things yeah yeah and we right. learn, and learn why yeah we do like okay this is probably answered. And I just forgot in the moment. But everyone is so impressed with Ed, the fact that he's not really getting down and drawing a circle each time on the ground. Yeah. But none of the alchemists are. Well, none are of, they... like, the high-state alchemists is. The, the thing that they're impressed with is he's literally a child. Because he's so young. Yeah. Okay. Because he's so young. I thought that was young. it. I thought that was it, but I, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, so he's like super young compared to everybody else, and it took all these ex like statesmen, and they're super experienced alchemists. So, right. Um, so, so Al has to put his hands together to like activate his powers. That other people don't have to do that. They have other ways of activating their powers. You Al? Al has to put his hands on the ground. No, no, he not doesn't. Al. Sorry, not Al. Oh, uh, Ed. Al. Ed. Ed. Ed puts his hands yeah, together. Yeah, Ed puts a lot his of hands one together. Syllable named. Yeah. 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 Ed, he can just put his hands together and create um, something. And the fact that his arm is like um, metal also helps. How does that help? Because he has substance to create something. But he's not using his arm. No, he is sometimes. He'll he'll create a blade from his arm. Oh, that's oh, yeah. true. That's well, he true. doesn't use it to create. Things. No. Right. He's not taking material from his arm to yeah. put to other things. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, we're on the same page. Well, thank you. That helps. Mm -hmm. um, so we got some things in this episode. Um, a real kick in, like, in the humor was very much a, a, like accentuated in this episode, so you just get thrown into the humor of this episode. All right, the humor of the show in general. It can so, sometimes be a lot. It can be. It can be a lot. And... Sometimes there are really dark things. I think and then it's, it's like, weird that there are some episodes that have a lot of it and some of them, some episodes that don't. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily correlate with how much dark stuff has happened. Correct. That's what I was about to say. Sometimes there's an episode that can be very dark and it can also have some like a lot of the humor installed in it too. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting approach in my opinion. Sometimes it hits. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, that happened. 
Uh, we got introduced to kind of the Ishvalan War. At least it was mentioned. We're told more about it later on. Um, but that was just something that was pretty cool to see. Uh, and we got introduced to Mustang. And he's going... And he, obviously he's set up as someone who's going to be throughout the show. And I look forward to having him more. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good setup episode. All right, the first day. The can we can we really day. can we really quickly talk about the lady and the, I guess gluttony at the end? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was at the end of this episode. Yes. What would you like and to talk the, about, Jason? The woman's name is Lust. Yeah, she's Lust. right. So, they're kind of, I guess, being set up as the primary antagonist as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that was a cool tease. I like that. Yeah, they teased the like the main villains pretty early. That's good. So I was I was I was just kinda like, who the heck is that? Yeah, they went real <laughs> dark and mysterious with like a red and black like color scheme going on. Yeah, good good character designs I think. Yes. Yeah, Gluttony's design is something else. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's very terrifying. Yeah, he is an absolute unit. Yeah, unit. <laughs> All right, the first day. All right, so uh, we started diving into some more of the uh, philosopher, not philosopher, alchemist philosophy in this yeah. episode. And uh, before the uh, fantastic opening hits, um, we hear the phrase, you cannot create something from nothing. The law of equivalent exchange and that is a motif that will probably carry throughout the show. Everything comes at a price, mm-hmm. and it has to be an equal price to what is desired. Mm. All right, so the theme plays all of that theme. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we find out that they're seeking a philosopher's stone, which is some kind of object of considerable power. Then we get a flashback uh, ten years earlier. Um they're like, oh my goodness, we are adorable little kids. And we are just living nice life. And then the Rona hits. <laughs> oh no. And uh, unfortunately, uh, certain people refuse to wear a mask. So look where we are. Oh, oh no. Yikes. Anyway, anyway Yikes. I digress. I digress. <laughs> um. So an epidemic sweeps through the land and takes their darling mother from them. And based off of math, it seems like she was in like her late twenties, so she was really young. Yeah, she was pretty young. And I mean, yeah, they were really young when it happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like abnormal, but it was just like she was taken so young that's tragic. Right, because they were what ten, eleven? No, even yeah. younger at that point. No, right? they were like yeah, they were like seven, eight, something like that. Um. And she passes away. We get to meet Winry for the first time, which is another hilarious name. Winry. Yeah. But she's, she's literally like the girl next door. And you're like, oh, she's cute and blonde and all that. Um, then um, Ed, and, Ed and Al make a promise that they're going to bring their mom back. And... The phrase is uttered, just one leap, that's all it takes for progress. And uh, this is a little fact that I forgot from 
my first partial watch of this show is that they trained for years to like right. bring the mom back. I thought that it just kind of happened like a couple weeks later, but yeah. no, it, it happened years later, and they were like honed in on like figuring this out. Yeah, they did. At first, it almost seemed like, oh my gosh, this happened like the next week or so. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was years. They were trying. Yeah, because it was, it was. They were ten and eleven when they tried to bring their mom back, right? Yeah, yes. around that. Yeah. Because like then like another year passes before they're found. By yes, okay. and then there's right. years of training before he becomes the state alchemist. Yeah. Right. When they're fifteen and sixteen. I think it was seventeen. Mm. Was he seventeen? No, you're right. Sixteen. They were one year apart. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They train for years, um, and then they get all the ingredients together to make a human being, such as phosphorus and uh, zinc and gold. It wasn't there a little and... lime in there? Lime zest or something? I think. Yeah, yeah. a little, little, little lime. Um, some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Gotta have and, the and a little bit of Geos. So they sprinkle all that ass. in the bowl, and uh, they slap their hand, little baby child hands down on that circle, and they bring their mother back to life, but that thing is not their mother. No, it is horrifying, not. albeit not as horrifying as in the other Full Metal Alchemist show. That, was, that scene was actually way more intense. Yes, it was. And the other show. Yes, it, it actually looked a lot more grotesque. Yeah, this is kind of tame in comparison. This is, yeah. <laughs> The, the, thing, the thing about this is, and something they captured, which was the most important thing, is this thing still had at least some sort of, like, consciousness. Yeah. Um, because And a little bit of resemblance. Yes, a little bit of resemblance, a little bit of consciousness, but also, like, because it began to cry a little bit and was just in absolute agony and pain. Yes. Mercy. Yeah. Oof. It was, it was still a pretty dark scene. Darkness. Darkness. More on that in a second. Um, so, the mom comes back, immediately dies, and you're like, dang. And then some bad things, some worse things happen, because the law of equivalent exchange kicks in, and the whole, you know, soul for a soul, Thanos type of thing. Oh. And uh, freaking Alphonse is just taken. Like, literally, we see him get ripped apart by these little black baby hands. And you're like, that is not good. <laughs> and so then Ed is like transported to like this mindscape. And like, bold move of uh, the show to not end with the collective unconscious, but start with the collective unconscious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, the, the opposites of Gios. Let's go. Yeah. It's like, we've just been here. Yeah, it's just like that. We ain't even getting started yet. We're talking about like, did you know that mankind all flows from the same stream? And also, my name is God. Right. And so Ed meets something claiming to be God, and he experiences the truth of everything. Terrifying thought. And you're like, whoa, that's like some. That's like some Count St. Germain Infinite Corridor stuff from Castlevania. Goodness gracious. Right? 
That is an intense scene. Probably one of the most intense scenes in that show. Anyway, I digress, digress. Um, <laughs> and so we learn about the law of equivalent exchange. Um, that's not his mom. And uh, flash forward, and Roy Mustang discovers what they had done. And we meet uh, Lieutenant Reza, uh, Reza Hawkeye. Um, Winry has a really interesting scene where she talks about how much she hates soldiers because war is what took her parents from her. Yeah, and Reza's like, I don't have any counter arguments for that. War is bad. Yep. Um, and Winry's like, why, how do you, why do you do it? And she's like, I have someone to protect. And it's kind of implied that that's Roy. I don't know if it is Roy, mm. but me thinks there's a little something, something going little on. Little something, something? Mm-hmm. Something a little saucy. A little Reza and the Mustango. <laughs> He's like, hey, boy, you built like a horse. Built like, like a horse. horse. Let's go out to that field over there. Built like a stallion. Running around yeah. like spirit. Neighing and whatnot. Neighing and whatnot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep, it is kind of implied, but we shall see who she is talking about. Um, so something I neglected to mention that's kind of the main point of the show um, Ed sees that his brother is taken and he's like I don't care whatever it takes even if it costs my life give me my, give me my little brother back so it, the, the alchemic reaction has already taken his leg so he literally offers his arm and it's taken and so he is minus one arm and one leg and there's a really intense scene where, like, um, he's talking to, like, his surrogate grandma. And she's also, conveniently enough, a freaking sick augment arm dealer. Yeah. But she can make, like, Iron Man armaments, basically. And, uh, and he's like, how long is the recovery going to take? And she's like, yeah, I mean, on the, br- on, the, on the short side, three years. And he's like, I'll do it in one. Yeah. <laughs> That's so B.A. <laughs> Just like the Miami Heat are going to do it in five. Oh, yeah, boy. Let's go. Let's go. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. Buckets. Anyway. <laughs> um, she had so much she had to protect. I'll do it in one. Um, we also get a nifty little nug that I feel like we should tuck in our back pocket for later. Alphonse did not experience any of that God Infinite Corridor stuff. Yeah. So, and Ed chooses not to tell him. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, the episode ends with um, Ed kind of taking his licensing exam for State Alchemists, and it was kind of cool to see him like come at Kira Bradley, who we did meet in the first episode. Forgot to mention him. We we've gotten basically nothing. From him other than like he's a really cool looking character and he has swords and i assume jc is into that uh yeah can't argue fear bradley <laughs> can't argue man. one bit yeah. sometimes they call him fear king bradley yep this is true but yeah the way the way he and whips which, which is literally just which is literally just king king yeah it literally is just king king yeah Hey. Hey. Repetition <laughs> is good for the soul. 
It's true. What did you all <laughs> think of this episode? This this episode was really intense. And I will say, I will give Full Metal Alchemist this. This is by far the most intense. Well, save for maybe um, Arcane, the f- most intense first batch of episodes we've had. Period. It's between this and Arcane because the yeah. third episode of Arcane is like top three most intense things we've experienced. So mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. Pretty insane. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was super dark the way they took Al's body. Um, oof, the whole deal was just so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that whole scene was just a lot. It was a lot, and just explaining the law of the equivalent of exchange, and then the body that came out. It was so sad seeing that yeah. happen. Like, oh my gosh, my heart was like, oh no, because it was somewhat of a conscious being that came out. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, and this, then this this show plays around with the idea of like partial consciousness, yeah, and like what what humanity actually is, and what is humane, and like yeah. what should oh. be allowed to live, what deserves to live, and you're like, whoa, yeah, what so really makes up a human? It's kind of yeah, yeah. it can get quite sad quite fast. And then Al was just like, "We're sorry, we didn't mean it. We're sorry, we're sorry," and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like." uh just like he was just his whole body was gone and he was just so like he just wanted to take it all back but he couldn't um this episode was so good with flashbacks i think they really yeah. capitalized on yeah. those um you were just rolling in yeah. your flashbacks Josh. yes i was i was there was a cemetery scene at the beginning which is like they were at their mom's grave and that was so yeah. sad um there was obviously this main scene that happened and then there was the other flashback when uh, mustang showed up and stuff so it was just like th- this episode had the flashbacks and i really liked it we're, we're starting to pick up some momentum my boys starting to pick up some momentum but that, that also i loved like um how they approach ed because he did he was just like i'll do it in one and then some people are like, oh, that's not awesome. But, like, um, someone someone mentioned, and I don't remember in what scenario it was, but they were, like, questioning, like, whether or not Ed was going to do what he said he was going to do. Um, but then someone says, like, yeah, he will. Like, do you see the fire in his eyes? Like, oh, no, 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 no. What happened was, that's what happened, is, um, uh, what's her name? Raise up Curtis House? Yeah. Uh, Reza, Reza. Reza. But they, most of the time they call her Hawkeye. Okay, Hawkeye was saying that um, when they found him, that he was so sad. Um, but Roy was like, no. Do you see the fire in his eyes? I was like, that's what Roy saw. Roy saw the determination and the fire in his eyes. And I was like, Roy oh! saw that dog in him. Yeah, I really saw that <laughs> dog in him. And I loved that. I thought that was great. Mm, yes. I mean, yeah, it just like it was a it was a look. It was like a directly a look into who Ed is, but also an indirect look into like Roy's perception and maybe who he really is. Good I like, point. I like it. Yep. I like it a lot. JC, you have anything to add to this episode? Hmm. I feel like that's pretty much it. I I think that you all did a good job of bringing forth all the points. It was an intense episode, and and I'm I'm glad that we got the flashback early, because I think that we really needed to understand these characters. Yeah, uh, and I think they 
you know, some shows would have made you wait an entire season to get the full backstory, but I think this is probably a really good choice. Yeah, some shows wait a little too long to show, like, what motivates them, and they expect if, you to still if be... If they show it at all. Yeah, yeah. And they expect you to be just completely invested in the story because they're telling it. And like, no, we got to see this character's motivation. At least the main yeah. characters. Come on now. Show, don't tell. That's right. Oliver, right. what really happened on that island? <laughs> Oliver. Yeah. What happened on the island, Oliver? Yeah. How what? many uh, things reveal about that island uh, three, four, five, uh, six seasons later? <laughs> yeah, by like uh, season seven, you're like, turns out the island was in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we can't spoil Arrow. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right. That 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 showed a little too much of the backstory. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, City of Heresy. City of Heresy. We are doing the Curtis triple play today. That's right. I got three episodes in a row, and I feel some type of way about it. All right. Um, hard left turn in terms of tone setting story um so we're in this religious city now and we're in present day and uh, these people worship the sun god leto and uh i don't know about y'all i don't think jared leto deserves a cult after him because he is a suspect person <laughs> but he would totally be the type of guy this is the beginning cult. of morbius ladies this yeah. is true yeah and i have incredibly complicated feelings about the man because he is like 99% going to be the main character in Tron 3 Tron the greatest franchise to ever exist that's an opinion well we're waiting for uh, that new movie anyway we're, we're waiting, waiting for it for season 2 of oh yeah Tron. we're waiting yeah uh, we're never gonna get that we're never yeah, gonna get I that I, I don't hey think so. hey hey you had faith in Spider-Man, Josh. I'm going to have faith in Tron. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I never thought we were going to get more seasons of Young Justice. We did. That's we true. Did. It took years and years for it to happen, but we did. I feel like yep. the most likely of all of those show to come, shows to come back is Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. I think it's eventually. I've actually back. heard rumors of people talking about it. So, Just do it. Yeah, just do, do it. it. I don't yep. care about canon. Just do it. Is that more likely than Kim Possible? Yes. Yeah, I'd I, say so. I, 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 would... I don't believe I don't believe it's ever coming back. Yeah. I wish I wish it was wrong, but like that That uh, era that, of Disney is gone. That live action Kim Possible movie did not get the views. It did not get the hits. True. Alright. Um so they worship Sun God, we meet Father Cornello. He's like your typical like cult leader character, and he's like, Yeah, like if you pray, then like you'll get good things. And then we meet Rose, and her character design is super cute and edgy because she got some little pink hair. <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness, her and Ed, that's cute. Um, but Ed ain't the religious type. <laughs> she, she goes on this longest spiel about like church and God stuff, and he's like, what if I told you God doesn't exist? Oh, man. <laughs> and, she's like, and she's like, if you believed, I'm sure he'd bless you and make you taller. Oh. Oh. Got the she, she got, got him she got him <laughs> oh my gosh that was so funny <laughs> yeah 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 oh my goodness that joke got me so good 
she just set that man's riz back at least <laughs> yeah, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, and thinking he's the, he's like, I'm kind of the man, I kind of know what I'm talking about, and she's like, boom, hit you right below the belt, my guy. Yeah. Alright, so uh, basically they're investigating this cult, uh, and they, they like, realize that, like, Father Cornello is doing some fake stuff without me when he's trying to, like, pawn it off as miracles from God. And Rose catches them, like, confronting them. And he's like, Rose, pick up the gun. Pick up the gun. And then, what, what's that? What is that in the distance? Whoa, my God, what music is that? <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. That's right, Guns and Roses. That's right. That's right, guns and oh my roses. Guns and roses, baby. <laughs> oh my! I think Rose is my new favorite character. Uh, my new favorite character, but only when she has the gun. Only when she only has the gun. Guns and roses. Pretty Love proud it. of that one. Yep. Yep. Um. So then they get attacked by a chimera, and you're like, "Oh yes, this seems like some good cannon fodder to throw at them." I think I nodded off during this point. Oh. Um, but then I woke back up because the uh, the freaking um, let's see Edward Ed whips off his cape and that looks and that was super epic. Um, that uh, metal arm reveal was cool. Um, Ed trying to be all like edgy when he's like me and God don't get along so well. Yeah, he said, um, if, I, if I went, he'd probably just send me back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that sounds like a line straight from an ACDC song. <laughs> yep. Uh, a lot of classic rock references today. Um, Cornello wants to take over the country. Wow, real interesting. Moving on. They take him down with a speaker system. And oh, you're my like, word. And you're like, cool. And literally, Ed is just like, I give this city back to you, the people. Uh, they take him down. Um, Cornello gets juiced. And he gets all jacked, and he's like, ah, "I'm an alchemist." And uh, yeah, it's not really that interesting. He uh, turns out the philosopher's stone was fake, and you're like, "Oh, that's interesting." So there's a bunch of fakes out there. Right. Um, Rose is still freaking out. Because she's like, I have this gun, but what do I do but with what it? what do I do? Do I dispense holy justice upon <laughs> the sinners? And if I if I knew more than one Guns N' Roses song, believe me, I would be singing it right now. <laughs> What's the one that was used for Ragnarok? Or for uh, for the, for the um, next one? Love and Thunder? Oh, oh, sweet child of mine. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a Guns N' Roses. Oh, turns out I do know two. Sweet, sweet child of mine. So yeah, she's still freaking the flip out. And she's like, tell me what to do, senpai. And uh, Edward is just like, keep moving forward. Yeah. Which, is another, which is also something that Aaron Yeager says in Attack on Titan. And man, that sure hits different. In every single season, in different ways, Ooh. tease. Go watch that freaking show. Ooh. Never mind, don't watch it. Curtis, what you doing, it. man? We're at a Full Metal Alchemist review here. All right, you yeah, pumping out mind. these other shows. 
Never mind. Don't watch Attack on Titan because I'm definitely going to force these bozos to review it one day. I'll uh, do it. I mean, I'll admit, it, I'm literally downloading the episodes, and when I do cardio, I'm watching it. So that's what I've been doing. Dude. What it's, season are you on? It gets me so hype. Oh, like, I only do cardio for, like, 20 minutes, so. Yeah, but what season are you on? Oh, I'm still on season one, man. Come on. Oh, you restarted it. Yeah, yeah, I started from the beginning. Just wait until, like, three years from now when we review it. (laughs) That show, nobody talks about the first three minutes of that opening because it is so good. The way that show opens is, like... It's so good. So good. Ah, it's so epic. All right, so um, we end with uh, some bad dudes. Those bad dudes being lust and gluttony once more. Yeah. What did you all think about the cult episode? Um, okay, so was this the first episode or the second episode when they explained alchemy? Was this mm. the first one? I feel like this was the first one. Yeah, like, because we learned the law of the equivalent exchange. Yeah, but then they, yeah, they explained alchemy in the beginning, and I was like, okay. It's kind of a scattershot yeah. method of doing it. Um... Also, I kind of thought it was interesting, the whole science versus religion approach that they took in this episode. It was very hard stance on both sides. Um, though <laughs> both the, sides. But though the uh, the religion argument kind of was just thrown up into the air at, by the end of this episode. Um, so something Edward said, which I thought was kind of cool. He said, through the application of science, we can kind of play God ourselves. I was like, ooh. little cocky there. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. I really, there was a set, like the convo between Al and Rose when he was working with the bell to make it a, spe- a megaphone, but when he was working, it was so sad. Just the whole deal. Like, it was so sad between them two, and he was just like, we're not evil. We just wanted to see our mom smile again. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> ah! Sad. So sad. Al, why you gotta do that to me, man? Yeah. It was so sad to me. I was like, I was feeling it. I was feeling it, guys. And then um, the scene where Rose did hold like Ed and Al to a good point. I thought it was really good. Um, maybe his answer, like I was a little taken back. Like, oh, that's all he's gonna say is just, just keep moving forward. But yeah. her whole life was literally turned upside down. Everything she believed was then completely gone, and she was sitting there in desperation, not knowing what to do. So I a thought that very was, traumatic experience. Yeah, a very traumatic. Yeah, exactly. Very traumatic experience. So I thought the scene was really well done at the end. I do think Ed should have said at least something different. But mind you, he is a young boy. Young boy. And yeah. all he is known to do is just move forward. Like, that's his whole thing. Just keep moving forward. That's all he's ever done and known to do. That's how he copes. Yeah, that's how he copes. So, but I thought it was, like, some of the episode was, like, okay, but some parts to me were pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah, there, there was good stuff here. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a terrible episode. There were just parts that were, like, a little boring. Yes, I agree. Oh, I do agree, good say. All right, boys. Are we ready for an alchemist anguish? Nope. Oh, we're not ready for it? Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Strap in, boys. Now the real show starts. Okay, now the real show starts. Okay, in this episode, we are introduced 
to a freaking BA, well, bad guy, if you want to call him that. Like, this guy. A BG. This guy has total red X energy. <laughs> and he may have an X on his face, so I may be playing on that. And his eyes may be red, which we do figure out later. But, like, he straight up just is on a mission, and he's so powerful. I freaking love this guy. And when he met, when he killed his first day alchemist, because that's what he's doing. This guy is going straight up. His name is Scar. Straight up killing state alchemists. And he grabs them by the face and just obliterates the inside of their body. And he's like, now you die. Oh, dude, so epic. I love it. So that's how this episode starts. We don't know his name or anything like that, but that's how he starts. He kills a state alchemist with ease. Then goes to we meet a scientist and his daughter and his and their dog. And their dog's name is Alexander. Oh. <laughs> My Alexander. I didn't even think of that. How could you do that? But um um What's mentioned is this guy as a scientist, and he does work on chimeras. That's his. That's his whole bit. At least that's what he thinks. You know, like accelerating that sort of, uh, that sort of science and progress. <clears throat> but it's never really explained at the beginning what chimeras are, except when you see the first chimera, which we saw in the last episode, it's just a mix between animals. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like the classical, like definition of what it is in mythology yeah yeah so they don't really explain it so they kind of want you to but yeah it's just a mix between animals and his mission seemed to be a chimera that can both speak or understand um english or the language and speak he did in the past create a chimera that could speak but this chimera only said four words i want to die and that was it. And that Chimera never spoke again and did not eat nor drink water. And died. Not okay. That. Not okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So throughout this episode, we're going through the um um like Al and Ed are both there for research purposes. So they're trying to figure some things out. And um the other plot in this episode is that this scientist is trying to or like to prove that he can continue to have his state licensure to be an alchemist to be a state alchemist and that's kind of what's going on the dog bit though so this this episode has some darkness which we saw what i just mentioned the chimera but then there's the dog bit which was so funny to me i thought it i thought they did really well with the dog bit like alexander jumping on ed like all the time Thought it was great. That was fun. I thought it was really fun. It was funny to me. I'll admit, the first time I watched this show, the humor didn't hit as uh, that much for me. But I'm kind of enjoying it now. I will say, it's not as cringy as I remember it being. Yeah. And that's probably due to the fact that I have seen Zenitsu in the motion. Could we oh. not? Could we not? This ain't that. <laughs> To me, it, it's hitting. I don't know why it is, but it is hitting uh, better than it did the first time I watched it. So, 
So, as Ed and Al are studying and doing their own research, this guy's trying to figure out how in the world he could um he could come up with something, some research or some display of his research that would allow him to stay a state alchemist. <sighs> JC. Why yes. When when the scene that I'm about to bring up was about to happen, it was about to be revealed what happened, how much of it did you predict? Like, it, within that moment, did you know what was going to happen? I did not. I thought, okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and say this part and okay. let you do the reveal, but he had mentioned the words to, uh, to, the, to the daughter, and she was like, hey, he was like, hey, you, Alexander, should come and play with me today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that seems incredibly out of character. And I just kind of filed that thought away and didn't really think about it again. Yeah. Then, so, yeah. then, as Ed's gears were turning in his head, for whatever reason, I was going down the path that Maybe this guy could have been uh, Ed's long-lost father. Ooh, that's an and, interesting that And is. that his mom was the one who ran away, and that she truly was his sister. Oh. That was what was going through my head. And it made perfect sense to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I wasn't really seeing anything that would really contradict, because it was talked about how his dad was an alchemist. Yes. So I was just like, oh, interesting. But then it got very sinister, and I was like, why is this bad? Why is this bad? Why is this bad? Yes, it was more than bad, JC. More than bad. Because this guy used his daughter and Alexander to create a chimera. Oh my gosh. Ah. Oh my goodness. And when I... oh man, when Ed figured it out because he figured it out quite quickly. Dude was so mad. Oh my word. And, and that he had used his wife to create the first one. Yes, and he Ooh. realized that he used his wife to create the first one cuz he asked How long ago did your wife leave? And how long ago did you become a state alchemist? Put the pieces together and it's just so sad. And then like as he's like beating this guy and it almost seemed like this guy, like Ed was willing to go all the way. Well, yeah, like Alphonse literally had to pull him off and he's like, you're going to kill this guy. Yeah, Ed was willing to go all the way beating this guy to death. And then... Poor little girl. It's oh just my like, God. no, Edward, Oof. no, Daddy. Do you hurt Daddy? No. Uh. Oh, man. I started crying. I teared up, guys. I really did. I really did. Oh, my gosh. Nina is the little girl's name, by the way. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Um, I I wrote down and stand by that this is the darkest thing we've ever seen. Oh, yes! Oh, man! It is, I though! I think, it's, I think it's up there. It's in, it's in the top tier. I'm not ready to make an argument that it's, like, by far number one, though. I bet it's so intimately dark. Yeah. yeah. There are different types of darkness. There is different yeah. types of darkness. This has a certain intimacy about it, like characters that we love. A child being, because, like... like I feel that? like it's the one that can hit home the most, which is what we're talking about was the intimacy. Yeah. But like saying, saying, saying that a nuclear bomb killed 30 million people, you know, it's inconceivable. You can't comprehend it. Yeah. This is something that's extraordinarily tangible. Mm-hmm. And that's what does it for me. Like, I also, I do have a slight critique. Okay. I feel like this would have hit even harder if this were set up over the course of like three or five episodes. That's okay. true. Yes. Like this was all beginning, middle, and done in one episode, and I feel like it felt a little fast. Okay. Like it, it's still it's still a hit, but like I feel like it could have hit harder. They could have really like dug the nail in further. Okay. So with that said, Curtis, because I kind of agree with you, I do. So, Full Metal Alchemist does this scene as well. And I feel like Full Metal Alchemist is a little more devastating with this scene. They take a darker approach. And I want us to watch that scene somehow. We can watch it whenever and we can discuss it sometime, but I would want JC and Curtis, I don't know if you've seen Full Metal Alchemist's version of this scene. Yeah, I think I have. But why, why do you want to subject me to this? Because I just, oh man, I don't know. Like, but th- this is the moment, JC, when I made my pitch that I was saying like something that compared to like the UP scene. Oh, yeah. And then to Curtis's point, the UP scene, the fact that her character was drawn out is what made that hit. Yes, so that would yeah. made it hit so hard. I didn't want that again. And I'm glad we didn't get that again. Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, like, that happens, and it's so tragic and so sad. And, like, they got the rain going. They're really trying to get you with the feels. And Roy Mustang is, like, contemplating life. And Saw shows up, or Scar shows up. And kills them both. Nina and her father. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, the dad had to die. The dad, yes. It felt like the dad had to die, but he killed Nina. It was mercy. Yeah, it was a mercy kill. It was, but it still it still hit. I was like, oh my gosh, that poor girl. Ah! I'm thinking about it now. I'm reliving it. I need to stop. I need to stop. I mean, it's just horrifying. It's, un, it's unfathomable. It's, I, just, yeah. it's horrifyingly disgusting. Yes. In every way, shape, and form. And then there was the prayer at the end. Um, I forgot who was saying the prayer. Who was saying the prayer at the end? Oh, it was Scar. Scar. It was Scar, yeah. yes. Oh, man. It, this this is the episode that, that like, starts to, like, okay, this is Full Metal Alchemist. This is the story. This is, These are the, 
the things that are happening in this world there are other powers at be like things that like other influences other stories that are just tragic and just moving on this story <sighs> so yeah those are all of my thoughts on an alchemist's anguish a crazy intense episode super just way too much JC was it was it too dark too dark how would you define too dark it's more your definition than mine I asked you yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I wouldn't call it too dark. Um, is it approaching a line that I would feel comfortable with viewing? Probably. I think I think that's how I would answer that. So is there anything in this show that you view that might be too dark? Like, not in this show, sorry, in the Court of Capes history. And all the things that we've watched, was there anything that was considered like too dark for you? I don't I don't think so. Okay. Alright. There was like yeah, there were some things in Demon Slayer that, you know, reached a certain level of darkness. I agree. Yeah. Pretty dark. Yep. And that's why the, the darkness correspondent, because man, I eat this stuff up. <laughs> I eat this stuff up. Curtis. Yep. Do you have anything to say about this episode? Um, I think that just the foreshadowing and like rewatching this, it's like I think that on the first watch you don't quite feel as sketched out by um, the life. What was it? What was the name? The life sewing alchemist or something like that? The life planting alchemist. Where like yeah. you're like, oh yeah, he's just kind of like a dad and he's like doing his research and he's just like this nerdy guy. But like rewatching it is a completely different experience. Where every yeah. time he's, he's just like, oh, yeah, like, I got to do this stuff for my research. I'm just thinking to myself, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Mercy. Yeah. How did you guys think of my chimera voice? Was that too much? <laughs> nah, I liked it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if that was getting into it too much. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so episode five, Reign of Sorrows. Just keep it running, guys. Just keep the car running. Um, I wrote some things down, and I'm trying to remember exactly what was going on. Um, so I wrote down a recipe for instant violence. I was trying to know what was happening in this scene again, because it was continuing with Scar. Yeah. So, it, it was when he immediately attacked Edward, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So this was like the whole like sacrifice episode. All right. <clears throat> so this was immediately, so immediately after this, and it was kind of foreshadowed at the end of episode four, um, like what this guy was doing and where he was going and what his mission was. And... Roy Mustang realized that he was going straight after State Alchemist, and there were only a few State Alchemists left in the city. And the Which only is ones, crazy. 
Yeah, which was crazy. Um, but the only ones that were left in that portion of the city or where they were were either in that room with him or, like, in that area where Roy knew. Um, and then there were the other two, which was Al and Ed. And Roy realized, oh, shoot, he's going to go straight after them. So he does. It's raining hard, and he goes straight after them. But knowing our good boy Ed puts up a good fight. This boy don't quit. He's good. Nah. This boy don't quit. And it was a good fight. This was the first time that I think we saw, like, good, like, one on, or TV one, technically, action. Like, hand-to-hand yeah, -hand combat. Yeah, this was some good action. Yeah, so this is the first time we saw some good action and alchemy and stuff that was going on. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty freaking dope. And uh, Ed, as he was sitting there, as him and um, him and Al were talking, though, it was something that Ed said that I thought was really good. Um, he said, I was hoping the rain would wash away some of this sorrow, but each drop is even more depressing. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I never thought of someone approaching rain like that, like washing your sorrow away with rain. But like I think that's yeah, such a like, like a baptism almost. Yeah, that's such a pure approach to like uh like rain and and just it's a yeah. Yeah, baptism almost. I thought like wow, like that's pretty deep, my guy. And then Al mm -hmm. just says, I just want to be human again. I'm like, ah, we're back at this. We're back. The little guy just wants to be human again. And they, and they keep having, like, these conversations where Ed experienced something, and then Al will just be like, hey, what was that like? What was that like? Just like, right, yeah. like what, did that, was, what was that food like? Yeah, what was, was that food like? You know, because he has just no idea. It's so sad. So he is approached. They are both approached by Scar in the rain, and then Ray and then Scar straight up goes at him and says as an agent of god i'm here to hand down judgment we get some crazy action but scar the better fighter takes out al's part of al's body and then ed's arm and leg just gone straight levels him yep and it was just like he was ready to kill him right there, and Ed said, I'll let you kill me as long as you promise you won't hurt Al anymore. And then none other than Roy Mustang shows up. Mm -hmm. Starts shooting at the dude, but apparently he can dodge bullets. Pretty fast. Crazy. That's insane. This guy is mad fast. And then Curtis's boy Armstrong shows up. And I think cool. I think Huh? He cool. He is cool. But I don't think Very I think cool. I think their fight um leads into episode six, right, JC? No. Yes. Um the I think I think it ends. Okay, it does end with this episode. Yeah. So I think. yeah. So he shows up. They're fighting, and Armstrong. I love like I love when we get to see like some of these state alchemists, like powerful people, fight like a worthy foe. Um, really shows their power and stuff like that. Armstrong is a powerful state alchemist, 
and he starts going toe to toe with this guy. But then it's revealed, like they thought, oh, like he was just holding them off until a certain moment. Um, but it's re- like he reveals that no, like what he was doing was literally prote- like protecting his life. Because every move that he did, like if he had messed up once, he would have been a goner. And I think that really shows up to the uh, shows the power of Scar. Dude is strong, strong as mess. What are our thoughts on Scar? I like his character design. Mm. All right. I feel like aside from that and him like talking about God, we don't know a lot about him at this point. True. But I like the big X on his face. That's very comic booky feeling. <laughs> and uh, he just wears sweatpants. So that's fun. That's true. But he always has that giant trench coat too. Yeah, he does. JC, what I, are your thoughts on Scar? I think he's definitely the most interesting antagonist we've gotten so far. Like the most flushed out probably. Like that's appeared over multiple episodes. Yeah. I think I think it's pretty freaking dope. And I did say he gave us Red X energy, and he kind of does. He has a mystery behind him, but a mission. Um, and he will do everything he possibly can to fulfill that mission. I realize I'm yep. a little on the nose about it because there's the whole X, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, all right? If, if, if there was a square on his forehead, would he give you Red X energy? <laughs> I'd probably think of some random character that has a square on their face. <laughs> oh man but i mean we loved red x and teen titans that guy was freaking dope and he eventually was jason right jason was yeah he? well he was he was dick at first um but then when when uh when dick was robin again with them and actually robin not the decoy uh red x showed up again but we, but we never actually. But we never actually was. know who it was. I just think it was Jason. <laughs> I gotcha. I mean, Red X has Jason energy. You know, it's not gonna be like that. All right. So, um, so yeah. So then, in he escapes. Scar is able to escape, not without being hit pretty hard, though. Dude was bleeding quite a bit um, after his fights. And he was able to escape somehow. This guy is mad powerful. We are then revealed a little bit of lore about the Ishfallen War. Mm-hmm. And um, so the Ishfallens were a like a race of individuals, darker skin, red eyes. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, but some, well, there's something happened. Like there was already tension between the, like the Ishvalans and everybody else. I don't know why that was the case. Um, I mean, probably just racial tension that occurs yeah, anywhere. It probably was just racial tension, but then an Ishvalan was murdered, um, by a statesman, right? A state, o- mm-hmm. state officer. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. And then uproar. Just this was rioting. This was the Archduke Ferdinand of his son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, and um, starts a wild war. Well, to deal with this, Fuhrer Bradley is because it shows him. Fuhrer Bradley declares to exterminate Ishval. 
Yeah. That seems like some Hitler stuff. Yeah, it does. And then not only that, they start to recruit state alchemists, which is what we have, you know, what we're seeing, to then just be assassins and kill off all the Isvalans. Hmm. Bradley did say that he had a son, though. Yeah. So he's probably not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Everyone was very taken aback when um, Scar took off his glasses and saw the red eyes. So the dark skin apparently wasn't a complete giveaway to them. Um, But then when they saw his eyes, they knew exactly what he was and what he was trying to do. And I love Roy Mustang was basically just saying that his act of vengeance had justification at least. You know, his right to feel the way he does. Like he has every right to feel the way he does. Honestly, it's pretty cool to see a character recognize that. Yeah. I really like that moment. And it was cool that Scar basically fought with honor in that he was willing to honor the request, the dying with of that. Yes. Yes. At least it seemed like he was going to. Right. We don't know what actually would have been done because he didn't kill Ed. That's true. But yeah, so I thought it was another good episode. It was mostly a fight that was going on in the rain, you know, trying to uh, keep the uh, the sorrow of the previous episode continuing. But yeah, I thought it was a good episode, my guys. Yeah, that was pretty. It was pretty funny when Roy's fire uh, wouldn't work. Because oh yeah, of the rain. yeah, yeah. And then it's just like the the dude stands up to Scar and is like willing to take him head on. And you're thinking to yourself like, oh shoot, are we about to see Roy Mustang use like alchemy? Like, where is he going with this? Right. I was. I was you were ready, was right? Kinda, what's that? You were ready, right, to see him fight? Oh yeah, I was like, okay, Zuko, let's go. Like, show me. Yeah. Show me, Roy. Show, show me. But yeah. could you imagine if every time it rained, like, the whole Fire Nation was just crippled? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. true. Well, that's not the case, obviously. No, it's not like, the yeah. case, because that would be a severe uh, weakness. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to have to wait out the rainy season, Zuko. We'll get back at it. I want the Avatar now. All right. All right. Uh, anything else about this episode? It was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was a cool episode to kind of like contemplate everything that had just gone down. Yeah. Yeah. Like there were some things that were happening, but nothing else that was just as deep. So you had some time to process everything that was uh, that happened in episode uh, four. So yeah, I agree. All right. Episode six, Road of Hope. Okay, Road of Hope. So this episode is still kind of dealing with the consequences from an alchemist's anguish and, of course, Reign of Sorrows. And we see that Ed and and Al are accompanied by our favorite strongman, and he is basically serving as their bodyguard now, just in case Scar comes back. And they go to a town that we have not been to before, and this town uh, has a certain doctor that looks very familiar to our friends. And we find out that this is Dr. Malco, 
who happens to have been a state full uh, a state alchemist who just disappeared one day after the war. We learn that he abandoned state alchemy because he just did not want to be a weapon anymore. He wanted to help people as a local doctor. And what a noble thing to do. Like, wow, what a guy. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any thoughts on Dr. Malko? Um, Seemed to be uh, non-trusting of even Armstrong. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, well, he knew who Armstrong was, and yeah, I guess he just was non-trusting of all statesmen. Right. I mean, he tried to shoot Ed in the face. Yes. Yes, he did. So. Definitely some severe trust issues. Mm-hmm. Because he never wants to be used as a weapon again, so I mean, yeah, kind of makes sense. So, anyway... We find out pretty quickly that Dr. Malko has a liquid Philosopher's Stone. That was a pretty cool reveal. Yes, oh, yeah. that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also kind of yeah. learned that it's not a complete version of what the actual Philosopher's Stone would be. It's very similar to the knockoffs that Ed had to fight up to this point. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which was like a an itch, but he did reveal something specific about it, like that. Uh, what was that? Well, like like that it can be created. That's true. That's true. Ed learned that. Yeah, and that's important because he wants to create one. And in fact, he asked Doctor Malco for the recipe so that he could do it himself, but he is completely unwilling to give him any of his research and it it was it was yeah he was not cooperating at all so the majority of this episode or at least a big chunk is that uh ed and al are back at uh winry's place and they are basically trying to get Ed's arm and leg repaired so that he is back in fighting shape and so that he can also repair Al because they were both just severely damaged after that fight with Scar. Like, like damaged, damaged, all of them. And they just needed some, you know, rest and relax, relaxation. Demon Slayer style. Demon Slayer. Half that show was just them laying down. Oh, yeah. It sure is. Anyway. So, Winry is being her feisty self and just being like, I told you to tell me when you came home and, and all that stuff. And the grandma's like, man, you got shorter. Yeah, you got and <laughs> grown smaller. <laughs> They're fun. I like them. They might be some of my favorite characters of the show. But, uh, Winry doesn't bat an eyelash about staying up three nights in a row. Zero sleep to help repair Ed's auto mail, which wow, she is a saint. Like, a saint saint. And maybe a simp. Ma oh, mm. Ooh, mm. Ooh. I, I, I'd ship that. I think she's a like, little too old for him. 
I think she's just taller than him. No, I think she's a little older than he is. I think she's like I think she's like eighteen. I didn't get that impression, but maybe I didn't get that at all. Uh, Let's see. Winry, she is fifteen to sixteen in the series. Eighteen in COS the movie, the end of the series. She's eighteen. So yeah, currently she's fifteen. Okay, so yeah, okay, so it just it's just like the way that she acts, like she's older than he is. So she might be just like a month or two, but like tries to be like I'm older than you, kind of deal. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I got the ages wrong earlier. Ed's fifteen. I wrote this down. Ed is fifteen, and Al's fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, Ed and Winry are the same age. Okay. All right. Then anyway, I shipped out. Yeah, I wrote down Ed definitely has a crush on, and I think it's mutual. Mm. Adorable. Yeah, they'll get there eventually. They just don't understand their feelings yet. <laughs> JC speaking from experience. <laughs> what is this? Why does my heart get all fluttery when she is around? <laughs> But she's a girl. But she's a girl. She got cooties. <laughs> My stomach's in knots. Put some garlic on that and eat it. <laughs> you know it. So, yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Like, Ed is a good big brother and just a good person in general, I think. But, like, let's be real. Ow. Throughout the entire show, and especially in this episode, Al's the big brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least the the, the ones that keep them one. grounded. He's the one who keeps them both grounded. Yeah. Infinitely more mature. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool to see. He's truly almost Ed's caretaker at this point, which... And, and, and it goes both ways. It really does. But, but Al acts like the older brother in a lot of ways. So it's, it's a nice, cool dynamic. I like it. And just seeing the conversation between Al and the grandmother and them getting all personal and mushy, it was great. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, I like it too. Um, yeah. I mean, did we even mention um, in this one that uh, Armstrong came with them? We did, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Armstrong's in the episode, and the whole episode he's just crying because he learns about their backstory, and and he and this is what made me really fall in love with this character because he he's just so sweet and nice to them, and yeah. I, I like yeah. it too. I like it a lot of how nice he is to, to them. And just like when he realizes like the story that they had been through and he's just like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize you guys went through all of that. And Ed is just basically like, yeah, so this is my life, but it is what it is. Like, like he's <laughs> like, so empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is there? Is there something like what I wrote down something about Armstrong? Where was it? Um, what is uh where is it stay damn it okay i i've lost it but i wrote down something about armstrong i said what hasn't been passed down in the armstrong family <laughs> oh yeah so much has been passed down Art and, and, everything. And everything yeah 
amazing. That that Armstrong family gene is just is just really powerful. Yes. Real powerful. She's got the best genes in the market. Only the best <laughs> genist can do anything with that. Oh man. What a character. What a character. Anyway. So Ed basically gets his new auto mail, arm and leg, and he goes on his happy, merry way. We say bye to Winry, who finally got to sleep. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we had, I think, our first post credit scene in this episode. I think. And I think the only post credit scene? There weren't any in any other episodes, were there? Mm. Not to my knowledge. Did both of you see this one? Mm hmm. What was it? Basically, if I was understanding it correctly, Winry kind of picks up a screw and she's like, whoops. And Oh no, I didn't see that. And and it's like, did did she forget something about his arm? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. It, it, am I am I comprehending that correctly? No, like, I think I think you are. I think you're supposed to hint at that. Um, but I don't know what happens. So I guess we'll see. Like like that seemed very ominous. Like what? I don't know. Like that'd be a weird thing to like never come back to. Yes, it would. Anyway. Those are all my thoughts. Um, so this one was nice, but it was very much a filler. What oh, yeah. that impressive. This one was a little slower. <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, at the end, uh, Dr. Malco does give uh, a uh, place where to find his research. Yes. And he gives a hint, but he won't actually give the research. That's and then uh, Lust shows up and kind of does bad things to him, it's implied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Which, which kind of leads us into Hidden Truths. That is true. Yeah, I didn't Any have other anything thoughts? else to say. Or should I jump right in? No, I think we're good. Okay. So, jumping right into Hidden Truths. Lust completely destroyed Dr. Malko's research. The library was burned to the ground just before Ed gets there. Dang. Yep. Pretty rough. Yeah. But anyway, moving right along, Gluttony attacks Gar. Uh, Lust basically feels, I guess, that he is getting in her way. And they have quite the epic uh, showdown that Scar does, in fact, get away. But barely. Barely. Moving right along, just at just lightning speed, uh, good old Roy Mustang reveals very uh, transparently that he wants to rise up through the ranks to become the Fuhrer. Super casually. Super casually just saying that out loud. And we're assuming that this is essentially a dictatorship, right? Yes. So that kind of 
that kind of is open insubordination, is it not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Anyway. So, we meet a new character who is... Before I rec recognize what her name was, I called her Bookworm Lady. <laughs> so, Shetka is revealed, uh, loves books. She worked as, I guess, a librarian in the library. And she has a perfect memory. And she spent five days recreating all of Dr. Malco's notes, line by line, because she has a truly perfect photographic memory. Wow. What do you guys? What do you guys think of that? JC, you got to get that lady on an actress right now. <laughs> You're right. You're right. We need we we need that level of uh, for an archivist. We need to archive all of our knowledge. But yeah. So Ed pays her very well for helping uh, to recreate recipes, essentially like food recipes. And Hawkeye and Roy? Is that right? Yeah, Roy must yeah. be. Yeah. So they kind of take over from Armstrong being the uh, guardians for the twins. Not twins, the brothers, excuse me. And they are just like, wait a second. So we, we spent all this time and effort, these five days, getting a cookbook? But... Ed very quickly remembers that alchemists really like to hide all of their research in codes and ciphers and all that stuff. And he begins to arduously try to crack the code and figure out what's going on. And my goodness is Ed stubborn because he will not go back and ask the good doctor for help. He has to do it on his own, even though it probably took five times the time. Yeah, very stubborn. Very stubborn. Yep. So, yeah, they are working on that, even though it feels hopeless. But eventually, I don't, do we know how long it actually took him to crack it? It was five days to record it from uh, Feska, but how long did it take to crack it? Wasn't it like, it was like, didn't they mention something? Okay, why am I thinking 10 days? That could be. Because I'm thinking, like, didn't they say how long they've been in there? And they literally said 10 days. That sounds right. When they were standing, like, the guard was standing outside the door. I think mm -hmm. so. I think so. Okay. Okay. So 10 more days to do that. Or five more days. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and unfortunately... Ed has to agree with Dr. Malco in that, in fact, this is the devil's research, mm -hmm. as was said previously. Because what they find out is that the main ingredient to actually create a philosopher's stone is a human soul. Yeah. That's... So That's this was a heavy revelation. Yeah, a very heavy revelation. Like the very thing that he was seeking. 
seem to be like because like he's seeking the philosopher's stone in order to bring someone back to life but in order to bring someone back to life you have to give a life so it's again the law of equivalency yeah so yeah which sucks and it was like I like I like how Ed put it because he said chasing the truth all this time, but the truth is just too dangerous to hold. I like how you put it. Yeah. So anyway, both Roy and Hawkeye now know about this, and they are sworn into secrecy, which means that Armstrong found out five minutes later. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so what Ed finally remembers is that Dr. Malco gave him a key trying to figure out what exactly is the meaning behind the meaning. And what he was doing was the state basically has a conspiracy to take uh, criminals on death row and use them to create philosopher's stones. Which is some deep-seated political corruption, which I'm sure yeah. we dealt with and will probably really explode in everyone's faces very soon. But we haven't got there yet. Because they are sneaking into the prison, and as that happens at the very end, Al is attacked by some shady-looking people. And presumably that is where we will pick up on episode 8. But also, I have to really quickly mention that Sheska gets a job from the police force to recreate all of the police documents that were destroyed in the library. So she's going to be paid very well for a very long time, which is great. Good for her. She's she probably going to end up the happiest at the end of the show. Honestly, because she was, she was able to use Ed's money that he paid her very well for her work, her five days, to uh, move her mother into a better hospital, which is just so sweet yeah also shows how sweet like ed like ed really is because he has all this money and he never uses it yeah like he could have used that for anything because so apparently state alchemists are given a certain amount of money for research Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty well, yeah. cool you a good man good man all right let's get let's get some bopping in here if we got some hot takes let's do a round of rank them episodes boys let's get let's get going let's get going does anybody have their list i do i also have my list oh we all got our list ladies and gentlemen heck yeah since i usually you go first I was gonna say, since I usually don't first, don't go first. Why don't I go first? Nice. I also pitch the show, so I'm down. Let's do it. All right, at the very bottom, at seven, I have Road of Hope. To me, it was kind of fun. It was nice knowing the story. The Armstrong thing was nice. Also, revelation about something. But to me, it was a filler episode through and through. And I literally asked the question, what progress was made in the story? Like, other than him getting his arm and leg back. So, at number six, 
I have hidden truths. Um, there was some good humor in this episode. We don't really talk about it, but I felt like the humor in this episode was really good, and the revelation at the end was dope. I will say, pretty much every joke that Armstrong makes lands for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I agree. And number five, I have Full Metal Alchemist, the first episode itself. Good intro and the humor. We got the lore, um, characters we were introduced to. It was good. And alchemy. It was a to me. It was a really good like first episode. It wasn't their backstory, but a a pilot episode. I feel like they did good. Um, and at number four, I have City of Heresy. So I don't know if you guys have City of Heresy, uh, like, higher or, like, much lower than me. Um, there were things that hit in this, but I, I thought the humor was good. Um, the fight between science and religion was really good up until a point. Now, the Leto, Leto himself was kind of like, eh. We didn't even talk about that he turned into a freaking, like, monster, um, at the end. Um using the power of the Philosopher's Stone, I guess. Um, but so there was a lot of good things that were said, like, um, that I, I've mentioned previously. So, yeah. Good episode. And then, I think what are, could be, like, definitively the top three in this batch, the first day at number three, Reign of Sorrows at number two, and An Alchemist's Anguish at number one. How do I feel about that? There are certainly themes that rhyme within our lists. All right. All right. Curtis. Um, yeah, there are some things that are similar. Mm. I some imagine. Things that are not. Yeah, I imagine City of Heresy is probably a lot lower for you. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it was it was just for me what really brought City of Heresy up, and I think that'd be different for like all of us. But for me personally, was the conversations between Al and Rose. Like I don't know, to me that that just really got to me, and the uh, and some of Ed's just approaches to religion in general, um, I thought it was kind of cool to just get a little insight on that. Um, yeah. And we did get another dark scene of gluttony eating somebody. That was something. So. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go next? Who's going Curtis, what's next? Your opinion? I'll go next. Okay. All right. So at the bottom, I've got... Let's see. Um, dang. What was the first episode called? Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, good. Then I wrote it down. I thought I wrote it down wrong. But no, we're good. Um, at the bottom, I have Full Metal Alchemist. Up above that, I just thought the Full Metal Alchemist... I, I am just usually pretty harsh on opening episodes, as you all well know. Yes. Like, if not even Code Geass' first episode could hook me, then, like, very few do. Um, then I have City of Heresy. Because yeah. I just thought it, some elements were kind of mid for me. Yeah. Uh, then I have Road of Hope. Slow, but I liked the character moments. Uh, number four, I have Hidden Truths. Loved the revelation of the Philosopher's Stone. That really, like, kind of sent a shock throughout the whole, like, progression of the story. And it'll change a lot of 
I think it'll change a lot of things and perspectives and what people are fighting for. Yeah. Um, number three, I have Reign of Sorrows. A great episode. Love the come down from Alchemist Anguish. Uh, number two, I have The First Day. Love the origin story. Yeah. One of the more unique origin stories yep. in anime. And number one, of course, in Alchemist Anguish, like, when this show hits, it hit. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Chaos Bringer himself. Okay. Number seven. I actually have Hidden Truths. Wait, you have... I felt... Yeah, you have huh? Hidden Truths at number seven? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. felt like the majority of the episode was incredibly filler. Uh, and not... And filler's the wrong word. Bo just boring. Because it was just research. Obviously, there was some good at the end, but for me, it didn't outweigh the rest of what bored me. But it wasn't a bad episode, necessarily. Number six, I have City of Heresy. In that, yeah, once again, it just didn't speak to me in any way. Number five, I have Road of Hope. Because, well, yes, not much happened story-wise, but I did enjoy the moment-by-moment -moment character work that was done, largely. Number four, I have Full Metal Alchemist, in that it was, yeah, just kind of mid, which is why it's in the middle of my list. Then we have a very different tier, obviously, the first three. Yes. For all of us. What are you trying to say, JC? Uh, that the first three and the last four are very different for all of us. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, gotcha. those are two very distinct tiers, and we all agree on that? I thought you were anyway. trying to say something else. No, no, no. But anyway, um, number three... I, I, I just could not put this at number one. I refused. It was just... I, I didn't... I don't know. Alchemist Anguish, number two. Oh! Are you serious? <laughs> I'm not surprised. JC! What? That's literally... Okay. This is going to be one of those Josh and JC fight shows. <laughs> Bro, there is no way. Like, there is no way that this is not number one in this batch. I teased this at the start of the episode. Or, I, I don't even know if it was in the episode. It might have been our pre-discussion. Honestly, that's what I was questioning. Because when you said it was like a tear for like all of us, I or like, and then oh. I literally thought you were just telling us that your top three were different than mine and Curtis's. And I'm like, well, the only way that that's possible is if you didn't have Alchemist Anguish at number one. Well, yeah. I mean, I I pre I foreshadowed that hours ago. <laughs> Gosh, man, I I don't get it. The story, the the setup, the heart, the emotion, like, and it dealt with everything that was going on as well. With oh my goodness, why do you refuse to put it as number one? You said you refuse to do it. Why? It just it was just sad. That it has to do more than just be sad to me. Like it, it felt it felt to me like it was just shock value for shock value to a certain degree. Mm. There wasn't anything more. Like the episode as a whole, maybe maybe upon rewatch, like Curtis was mentioning, that that there was a lot of things that was really leading into it. It was a different experience. 
maybe upon a rewatch, I would feel very differently about this. I'm but the willing whole to episode, moment by moment, I did not feel was a, of a higher quality than the next two that I'm going to mention that we've all mentioned. I feel like you're putting a lot of weight on the last little bit, which is something I would do, but. <laughs> But I, I didn't think the episode as a whole was that high of a quality. Personally. Really? Maybe I need to rewatch it, but that's uh, where I stand. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just like, I don't, I don't get it. But I feel like the whole episode from beginning to end, like the story was built so well in the episode. It was, I mean, it was dealing with alchemy. It was furthering the story a little bit. Of what Ed and um of what Ed and Al were trying to do. So it wasn't like it was a filler where like nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you're trying, they're trying to make you fall in love with like these characters with Mina, and mm-hmm. there was humor in the episode that I thought hit pretty well for me. And it just shows like I feel like JC that there's a possibility that your thought of this episode might change like later in the show. It very well could. And and to be completely fair, there could be a lot of bias being presented here just because I felt uncomfortable with how the episode ended up being with the degree of darkness. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. As the darkness correspondent, this is like, this is the kind of stuff <laughs> that I, I enjoy. But <laughs> Like, I... I was, I mean, it didn't affect my opinion of the Yuffie episodes. So, I mean, I can handle something that's sad, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't hit to that degree where I was like, this is quality. It was just, this is sad, which are different things. Yeah. Maybe not for you. <laughs> Love you, Josh. <laughs> my goodness. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, number two, I have Reign of Sorrows, and number one, The First Day, because of the storytelling and the lore building and the backstory and everything else. Yeah. And it was also very dark. It was. It was also very dark. Very sad. Man, oh man. Darkness. 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 I feel like I feel like you're not even mad at me, Josh. You're just disappointed in me. <laughs> I just I thought like when I presented the show and I said that there were moments that were like a Yuffie type moments, it was like this episode that I was thinking of more specifically. Yeah. In which case the show sure spent that card real early. Yeah. That's true. We got sixty episodes to go. After that specific episode. Why is this not in English? Alright, so, are we ready to draft? Yeah, let's draft. So the order is me, Josh, and then Curtis. Yeah. Nice. Here, so let's do the next. Okay, let me look real quick. Mm-hmm. All right, so where's that? Um, I'm trying to trying to bring up the episodes here, but I don't know why it's not 
It's like IMDb goes from to from English episodes to like to Japanese. How many episodes are we watching? That's what Six I'm trying to seven. I'm trying to figure out here. Just trying to look at the uh Alright, so I think um, we should end with I I almost think we should do seven again. Yeah, we should do seven again. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to do seven again. Ending on episode fourteen. Seven oh eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Alright, so these episode names are titles are The Fifth Laboratory. Created Feelings, Separate Destinations, Miracle at Rush Valley, All is One, or no, One is All, All is One, and then 13th is Beast of Dublith, and and then uh, 14 is Those Who Lurk Underground. Hmm. I would like created feelings. All right. What episode is that? All right. Nine. Created feelings. Yeah. Created feelings. Jason. Yeah. I'm gonna go with episode fourteen. Those. Yeah, I knew there was no way that was getting to me. Yes, good sir. Um, let's see. I will take episode thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew it. Like, I know we tried to go with two for two, but there was no way that was going up. Come on. I will take one is all. All is one. Good, 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 good. Episode ten, which is. I will go with separate destinations. Let's see. Josh. Which is episode 10. Alright, so the one Napkins is Miracle Rush Valley. And uh, the Fifth Laboratory. Let's see. I'll take Miracle at Rush Valley. Nice. Which leaves JC at the Fifth Laboratory. Okay, so I basically have the beginning, middle, and end, <laughs> except for the last episode. Ooh, JC, well, you're quite. in for it, my guy. Oh? You're in for it. All right, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Our thoughts on episodes one through seven of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. A new show to us, and JC's already coming out with the hot takes. I don't, I don't get it. You're you're living hey. up to your name as Chaos Bringer, but sometimes I wonder <laughs> you just bring chaos just to bring it. Like, is the yeah? Don't yeah. question JC's honesty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, we are the Court of Capes, where you can, where we were um your favorite judges review, rate, and rank hero content. We're on Spotify, Anchor Podcast, Google Podcasts, or other podcast services around the globe. Go listen to our latest show, which was Code. Gios, 
and we had a lot of thoughts on that show. That show brought a lot of discussion, and we just kind of kept going talking about the things that happened. Um, an amazing show, one of our favorite, one of the court's favorites as a whole. We really enjoyed lots of things that were going on in that show, and we look forward to sharing that with you at some point. Any last words, my guys, before we get off? Nothing is of the same value as the human soul. Mm. Or as Ed once said to Armstrong, stop touching me with your chest. <laughs> uh, it is a one for one. I'm going to lead off saying that, JC, you're in for a ride. There are some things at work. Oh Peace boy. out, everybody. <laughs>